Welcome to Let's Talk Football with me, Chris. And me, Richard. The podcast bringing you the latest in football news. Every week we discuss all the big talking points from the world of football and preview all the action in the week to come. In this week's podcast, Liverpool give a five-star performance. Wolves with the most dramatic of comebacks. Vieira seconds away from glory at his old club. And what the hell is going on at Manchester United? Some big stories to cover this week. So, without any delay, let's talk football. Hello, hello. Hello. Welcome, everybody. It's podcast it's time. It's podcast time. How are we all? We all good? I, I'm all good. I don't know how everyone else listening to this is doing, to be fair. I can't speak for them. Hopefully everyone's well. I'm doing all right. Are you? Well, are you, are you to a point. Doing, to, to a, a point. point, you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> to a point. You know, I'm living life. Not sure about what what's going you're on. Jo- we'll get on to You're enjoying Monday later. to Friday. It's the weekend that kind of is. Well, I don't know. Wednesday might be a bit tricky this oh, week. Yeah, good point. Good point. I mean, we re- we say this every week, but we don't record. So obviously, Champions League games happening this week, and I have no idea how Man United have gotten on at this point. When you're listening to this, you're probably going to be watching it with your hands over your eyes. I should imagine. Probably. That's how I watch most United games hey. at the minute. <laughs> I mean, I wanted I wanted to save United for later, but being as we're here, let's let's just let's, let's just talk, dive let's straight just it. into it. Let's yeah, just, let's just go on. get rid of it. I just I can't. I don't know what's going on. I, well, I sort of know because Gary Neville helped me very nicely actually yesterday on Monday on Monday Night Football. Yeah, go on. What did Gary say? He's 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 kind of he's kind of exposing the team to be honest. Oh right. Okay. But in particular the second half against Leicester, I don't think Harry Maguire should have played. He he looked well off it. Yes. Don't know why he was. Don't know why he was on the pitch. I mean, Bayes an international footballer. If you can't trust him, why he shouldn't be at the no. club? He shouldn't be at the club. Yeah. You don't trust him. He shouldn't be there. You know, if you've got to put a man in who hasn't trained properly for weeks, hasn't played a game for a month, has clearly been out of sorts, and then you've got Eric Bailly, who, yes, he has his fitness issues, but he's been playing football, mainly international football, but he's been playing football. Yeah. I just. It just doesn't make sense to me. Surely you have to go with them. And yet, you know what? It might have been, it might have been a disaster. But at least he's a fit, fit and player. And he's a fault for how many of the goals? Yeah, I know. Harry Maguire, three. Yeah, it may be. A, yeah. It's just, it's just a shocker, really. And you know, and it's he's been put in that situation. Oh yeah, Ollie's put him in that situation. Yeah, you know, if you're told to play, you play, don't you? Yeah, and so so Gary Neville was critical of that. But then he was also like, when you see the team in the second half, you've got your five forward players and you've got your five defenders and your goalkeeper. And there's just this massive gap between them yeah. in the middle of the pitch. And it's like, we wanted to push high up the pitch, but the press wasn't there. No, so as so soon as Leicester you've got your players, it, yeah. Well, yeah, they're in. And it's just like, well, you've got to go after the ball, Greenwood, you know, and, and Sancho and Ronaldo. Bruno. I think it surprised me about Bruno because Bruno is normally one of the hardest working players in the team. Yeah. But he wasn't at it. Pogba wasn't pressing in midfield. But it comes from the front. The front three have to press a bit more. Yeah, Ronaldo's not going to do it every time. No. Because he just won't have that energy. And he, he, he probably wouldn't have done it much back in the day anyway. But then those two, your two wide men, have to do the press. As if to say, fine, you sent centre backs, you can have it. But the second it goes out to the Fullbacks, they've got to be on them. Yeah. They've got to be in their face. If we're going to play like that, and that's what, you know, we were so high up that pitch. And there's just this massive gap between Pogba and, and Matic yeah. in the second half. And 
It was a bit shocking. You've really. got to force Leicester to kick it long. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why you're leaving leaving the centre backs free. Yeah. Yeah. If Ronaldo's not going to press every time, it's got to be a case of fine. Let let the centre backs have the ball. You know what I mean? And then, but as soon as it goes out wide, they've they've got to press because Ronaldo's just not going to do it every time. Yeah. He might do it sometimes. And, and Bruno could get in at a centre-back if he needed to, do you know what yeah. I mean? Because the way, cause Bruno was practically playing up front with Ronaldo at times. It was more like a 4-4-2, if you like. If you think about it for the game against Leicester anyway, Johnny Evans is not going to play the ball out. From, he's not going to run the ball out from the back. But he's not going to run it out, but he's got a ball on him, yeah, Johnny. Yeah, but he can, he can ping it around, but he's not going to run out from the back. Soyuncu might, and yeah. Amati is a midfield player, so he, he might do, but... Yeah, it just seemed a bit weird. You you just sort of played into yeah. Leicester's hands. You've just got to you got to press on them, and there was just no, there was nothing. It was just like the second half, they were just they were just walking as if they were like going. It was one of two. It's one of two mindsets that they had. It was either one, they just couldn't be bothered to to press, or it was two. Oh, don't worry, we'll get the ball back in. It was a bit of arrogance. So, yeah. oh, we'll get the ball back in a minute, and we'll catch them because we've got four or five players at the top end of the pitch. And it's like, it's all right having the players up there. You've still got to work to be up yeah. there. It's all right saying, yeah, yeah, we're going to leave them up there because they're going to be dangerous. That's fine. But they need to work hard when they're up there. I was watching one of the bits. And it's just like, I was looking at it and I was going, Wambasak has been left absolutely like left out to dry by Greenwood. He's 40 yards further up the pitch than he, he should have been. Like, he just needed to get back, mm. get back in position. You're away from home. Yeah. It didn't make sense, some of the stuff that was going on. Because Daniel's a, quite a good fullback as well, particularly as a wingback. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Obviously, 1v1. Yeah, you just got to get you got to get back. Just just work. You know what I mean? United fans don't ask for a lot. We love, obviously, we love the talented players who can beat a man, who can go past a man. But you think of some of the biggest court heroes United have had over the years, right? Yeah. We're talking Roy Keane. Yeah. Dennis Irwin. Yeah. Um, like the guy, even Gabriel Heinze, right? Brian Robson, people like that. Yeah, Bri- Brian Robson, just people who will run into the ground, run themselves into the, and that's all you need to do. United fans, we we love a player who can take on, you know, we love that edge of the seat stuff, but we also love a player who will sprint back fifty yards and tackle. Ollie should, Ollie knows better than anyone when he got himself sent off against Newcastle. He sprinted fifty yards from the edge of their penalty box, swiped out a player, got sent off. But, you know, he won us the game. Fergie weren't happy about it. No. Because it's not the way he likes to win a game. But United fans were like, yeah, that's it, you know. That's that's all we want. We want a player to get stuck in. Yeah. And Vidic, another one. Steve Bruce. Yeah. All these players. Gary Pallister, another one. You know, all these players that just just worked hard. They weren't necessarily the flashiest player on the ball at times. But, they, you know, they were just hard-working players. And there are points where these forward players need to think about that. Rooney. The best example of them all, Tevez, before he was treacherous. Yeah. Like forward players who run their socks off. You know, even Gig- Giggs would do it. Yeah. Giggs used to do that hard work. Beckham used to do that hard work. Yeah. These players aren't better than Giggs and Beckham no, in their heyday. It's almost like they're feeling entitled that yeah. because we're Manchester United, we should be winning. I hope, you know, Rashford will probably come back into the team a bit more. Yeah. And I think he will put that work effort in because that's what he does. You know, when he comes on, he gets his goal and he gets the equaliser and we're going, OK, we're going to get away with one here and then straight away we can see it again. Yeah. Oh, God. And I think with Manchester United, the fear factor's gone. Nobody fears Man U anymore. 
I think there was a point where we could have been like that this season. Yeah. After the Newcastle game. So there's no there's no winning three now for Man United. Yeah, no, no, we're um we're on we're on we're on the ropes at the minute. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. And you've got some big games coming up. Oh yeah, we we've got and that was that was another thing that guy was watching his overlap. He did another fan debate on the overlap oh, right, yeah. on YouTube. And that he was talking about he worried for United because yeah, we looked we look at the league, we're in touching distance. We haven't played it. We hadn't played anyone yet. No. It never really sunk in with me until he said that, actually, because I think I was saying last week on the podcast or a couple yeah, weeks ago, you I was going, "You haven't really played." Anybody. I go, "Oh yeah, yeah, you know, we're we're only, we're not far off." But actually, he's right. Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea. Well, not Arsenal, but Chelsea, um, Man City. They've all played each other this season yeah. already. You know, we've already had two or three games between those teams, and they're all at the top of the table, and they've taken points off each other in various places. But we haven't played anyone yet. No. Obviously, your next. What have we got after? So your next three games, so you got Liverpool this week, Tottenham next week, and then Man City week after. Yeah. So it's three massive it's, it's, games for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. It's crunch time, I think. Yeah. It's time for someone to stand up and be counted. Yeah. It's like we do rely on on our talented players just to have a moment, like Greenwood's goal. Yes, very good goal from Mason Greenwood. What a stunning yeah. goal that was. You know what I mean? It's just like we're just relying on that all the time, and it's just. It can't and defensively, it's honestly, I think that's the worst we defended since the 6 1 game against Tottenham last season. Yeah, I've not seen us defend that bad. What it was in that long. kamikaze, some of it. Yeah, it was so bad. I mean, the Tillemans goal in particular, that was just, yeah. I, I genuinely don't know why they spent so long kicking it around at the back. Just get it out. I don't know, it just feels weird. I'd, I'd like to see Jesse get a few more games to be honest. I think Jesse Lingard would make a huge difference. I genuinely do right now. Get Jesse in the team. And I think he will link our midfield much better than anybody's doing right now. Ollie, if you're listening, you heard. I, I genuinely do. I genuinely think Jesse Lingard would actually do that for us. Otherwise, why have you kept him? Yeah. It, it would, you're not going to play he him. He would. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he needs to. And I think it's it might be time to give Donny that run. Just, just throw him in there. Just stick him in now. What's the point? We've lost... You know, we're losing games... Left, right, and centre at the minute. What have you got to he lose? He's the player at this point? I feel most sorry for at Manchester United. He's not been given a chance. Just throw him in. Just There's throw him so in. Let's see what he can do. There. We've got Donny Yeah, give him, give him three or four games on the trot now. Yeah. This is the time. You might not be impressed with his training or whatever, but that might be because his confidence is bloody low because you're not playing him. Yeah. Stick him in the team. Just give him a go. And if he has three or four games and he's not good enough, or five or then six games and not good it. enough. Yeah. Then you're justified in your decision making. You can just go, well, that gives him an, <laughs> if anything, gives him an excuse. Yeah, and then back, back to the bench you go, mate. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, okay, it's time for you to go. Yeah. But I just think, I don't know. I, ju- I just don't know. I've losing the will. Losing the will. <laughs> anyway, we need to move on. We do we need, do to, need move to move on. on. Well done, Leicester, by the way. You were very good, clinical. Yeah. And played really well. Well done, Leicester. That must be also be said. Yes. He had to show both also sides. I said. Yeah. Well done to Leicester. I thought he scored some good goals, even though you were gifted for him. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in seriousness, it was, you know, they played they played well, made it hard for us. But at the same time, I think we were very poor against you. Yes. Right, next up, let's go to where I wanted to start the show, and that was with Liverpool. Oh, okay. You wanted to start with Liverpool and Watford. I did. I thought they were... They were brilliant. They were phenomenal. Obviously, they had a lot of help. But yeah, they made but Watford th- look poor. They did. They were, they were just. It was Liverpool at their finest. Yeah. 
that that is the Liverpool of two years ago, isn't it? Yes. Firing on all cylinders, knocking yeah. the ball Mane around. Mane at it, Salah's at it, Firmino even got his hat-trick. I mean, Salah's goal the other week, I wasn't impressed with the one the other week. This one, yeah. this was a very good goal from Salah. Yeah, there's very much a big argument that he should be the Ballon d'Or winner, and I can't, I can't argue with it, to be honest. No, no. He, he's the best on the planet right now. He is. He is playing at the peak of his powers, as they say. Yeah, but it, I don't know when the voting was for the Ballon. It might be too late for the votes, but... Probably, yeah, it probably would have been done by now. Yeah, so, uh, but he's definitely, the, I think he's the best on the planet right now. Okay. Liverpool, are going by, along, by far. Liverpool are going along very nicely. They are, they look good. And they're they're in this title race a hundred percent. Any any issues? Their only issue will be that that stretch for the African nations. Yeah. Because they're going to lose Mane and Salah for that period, oh, no. and that's yeah. a big that's a big big blow. That's a big hole. But if they can get through, yeah. if they yeah, if they can get through that, obviously they have lost Harvey Barnes as well, unfortunately, obviously because of the horrible injury he had the other week. Harvey Elliott. Harvey. Harvey Barnes. I've got Leicester on the mind. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> Harvey Elliott. Yeah, having sleepless nights about Leicester this weekend. Yeah, yeah I've been having nightmares. <laughs> Losing Harvey Elliott gives him a few less options, I guess, because he probably could have played a bit further up the pitch for him in those games. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, they've still got Jota. They've still got Origi. They have Yotta and Firmino and, and Origi. Minamino. Yeah. Don't forget Minamino as well. Yeah. So they've still I'm got sure options, but they haven't happy. got the options that are. Well, yeah, Arne those two world-class players. Yeah. That are going to be missing potentially for what a month, six weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be yeah more. Yeah, I think it's about five, six weeks. But I think there's a lot of there's a lot of cup football that sort of happens in January time. So You've got two rounds of the I FA Cup. Obviously, if they're still yeah. in the Carabao, they've got that to do as well. The semi-finals, aren't yeah. they? It's two back to two legs as well. Yeah. In terms of their league, it might they might not be that well, damaged by it. They might only lose them for like games three games. As well, in January. Okay. Yeah, I think they've. There's certainly a midweek round in January. Yeah, so they might miss him for like three or four games, yeah. which could be decisive in this league this season. It could be, but but that I think I think that was, they look good. They do. They look good. They could they could they could give themselves an opportunity where they've got enough points in the bank to be able to not have them for a month and they'll be all right. Could do. That's how well they're playing. Can we go on the flip side? How poor were Watford? Yeah, Ranieri has got his work cut out. He has, he has. I just, I just think for for a team like Watford, though, you're coming into this game, you're not expecting anything. No, oh, yeah. no, but you're not expecting anything. But the anything. fans are expecting them to play with some vigor and to try and contain Liverpool, and they just rolled over. They just allowed them to have the ball, and it, it's, it was. I was watching it, and you know the fans were urging them to push up a little bit more, even just to five yeah. yards. Just try and engage them, and they just allowed Liverpool to play. And you've got to get in their face. I think so. I think that's that's a very Ranieri tactic, though, isn't it? It is, and obviously because he was like that's how he run the league with Leicester. Obviously, it's a baptism. You come on to us. To you come on yeah. to us. We'll get you, and we'll go, and we'll and we'll beat you that way. I mean, he probably hasn't had chance. He hasn't had chance to work with much with the players. I wouldn't have thought right now. No, you know what I mean, just, a few of them. Would he doesn't know away. what he's. Yeah. Got. He hasn't know what he's got. So he's like, right, okay, let's see what I've got. Liverpool's a good opportunity for me because I'm not expected to win this game. Let's see what I've got. All right, this is how I want us to play. Yeah. Can we play that way? 
And Liverpool's not going to de- losing to Liverpool's not going to define Watford's season. No, but losing five to them might well. Goal difference, goal difference might well. Yeah. Liverpool are going to beat a lot of teams five 0 down at the end of the table. Yeah, true. You know they could. They've got the potential to anyway. Ishmael Assar isn't at the races. Yeah. Then then. He's he's their key player, isn't he? Yeah, going forward. He's, yeah, he's. The, in fairness, I still can't understand why they let Troy Deeney go. No, I think it was more of an A thing, and I think Troy wanted the move to to Blues. Yeah, but to Birmingham. He want he wanted to play for Birmingham before he finished. Yeah, and I think he was in the last year of his contract. Maybe it just seems like an. Old... I think they just allowed him. I think they just allowed him to go because he wanted to. You know, and he's in his mid thirties now. Don't forget. Yeah. If he wants that, if he wants that. One or two seasons at Birmingham, I think he's he'd earned that respect at Watford to get that grant and get that wish. Yeah, it just seems like an odd. Obviously, you've got very few players there that have got Premier League experience. It seemed a bit odd to let him go. Yeah, there's a, there's enough there's there's, a, there's enough, there's enough there. in there. You've got though. Rose, you've got Sissoko, Cathcart, was cleverly, good. cleverly, yeah, definitely has a Premier League winners medal. Yeah, Dan Gosling as well played in the Premier League. Yeah, so, you know, there's enough in there. There's enough in there. There's not enough to keep them up, I think. Well, no, they're prob- they're, they might be in trouble, for sure. For sure, definitely. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's no there's, there's no discussion around yeah. that. I think I think for Ranieri, it was a let's let's just have a look. Can we do what I want us to do? You know, and there might have been signs in there. We might go, okay, they work. They will work. work. There might have been something to take out of it. It's going to be very little, I think, though. Yeah, but he'll 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 have learned yeah. he'll have learned something about his team for sure. <laughs> which, Absolutely. Which, which way's the airport? Which way's yeah? Which way? Okay, is there a thirty day returns on this contract, yeah. please? <laughs> Up next, let's talk about Monday night football. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's do Monday. I wanted yeah. to talk about that game last night because I thought that was a really fun game. It was. I I thoroughly enjoyed watching this one. It was, up it was until really the good. 95th minute. Up until the 95th minute. I think I, I, that it was that story, it, that whole story around that game, though, Vieira managing the club at Arsenal. And the thing is, if, if they'd have beaten Arsenal, right, Palace had beaten Arsenal, I could guarantee you Arsenal fan TV would have just been full of people going, why is, let's sack, let's sack Arteta and get Vieira in. Yeah. yeah. That's all, that's that's it, all it would have been. Yeah. And it would have been great. It would have been great viewing. It was really bizarre but, from Arsenal because they started really well. And yeah. You thought, no, they did. You thought, oh my God, they are going to literally tear these lot apart. Yeah. But to, that that was where Crystal Palace did really well. They, though. Did. they, adapted they fought and... their way back into the game. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you could see it in the first half. They were they were starting to get a foothold in the game, and it was like they de- they definitely had the better at the end yeah. of the first half. And Arsenal just They'd didn't come out. out second half. I didn't think they definitely worked it out. Yeah, but I think I think Saka coming off made a difference at halftime. Yeah, yeah, it did. Obviously, that's that was an almighty just whack it. he took from James McArthur. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't healthy. No, and obviously, um, Lakonga comes on. He's still adapting to the league, and a, a, definitely a change in. In shape for Arsenal from off of that because Lukonga isn't really a winger, no. so you know it was it definitely would have had an effect on the game. That I mean, for sure. I mean, there's even an argument, and I saw this afterwards that MacArthur should have been sent off, and he probably should have been. Yeah, I think so. It was a, it was a nasty one, really. Well, yeah, he, he knew what, he knew what he books. was doing. He knew what he was doing. Oh, of course he did. Yeah, of course he knew what he was doing. Yeah, he's a, he's a seasoned 
pro is James McCarthy. Not, yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a bit of a shocker, really. But the, the goals from Palace, I mean, Benteke. He took it well, to be good fair, one. Benteke. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good finish. You know, the thing is, that'll be, a re- that'll be the thing that's most frustrating. I think, A, firstly, to a lot of Liverpool fans. Yeah. But then also to Crystal Palace in his time at Palace. He's, he's got that finish in his locker. Yeah. You know, he showed in his time at Villa that he can he can be a goal scorer. Yeah. And I just I, I I don't understand what happened to Benteke. Me neither. No. It just it never made sense. I remember when he went to Liverpool, I was like, oh god, here we go. They've got they've got someone who can score goals now. I remember at the time. Yeah. And I was just like, oh no, and he just it just never worked for him. And then he came to Palace, and he's he's not really hit. He's not really got back into... I think he's improved, actually, the last 18 months. I think he's been better again. Yes, he is starting to show what he can do again. He's getting back He's yeah. getting back in the goals. And obviously, Edouard gets another goal as well. Yeah, that was a good finish from Edouard. It was. Yeah. I think the most annoying thing for Crystal Palace fans will be they nearly won a game without Wilf Sahar. Yeah. And that would have got a big monkey off their back. Absolutely, yeah. The fact that they haven't And they played it. well. Yeah. They played well. They played they really played... well. Really well, Palace. Um, but Lacazette coming up with that absolutely oh, breaking. It, it's just it just does it. You're in the 95th minute and you concede like that. Obviously, for Arsenal, it's elation. Play place goes erupt. Well, those are those are the left. A few had made an early exit. That's that, they must, yeah, that must be awful. That by the way, you're halfway down the tunnel and then you just hear the cheer. Yeah. Oh no! I'll be interested. I, I haven't watched Arsenal fan TV today, but I should have done to see what their reaction was to it. I should imagine they were very happy, but then very angry at the same time. Yeah, exactly. It's like we shouldn't be drawing against teams like Palace at home, but you've still got that feel-good pa- factor because you've got an equaliser in, in injury time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of them. It's one of them. We're on the way. Right up next, let's go. Do you want to talk about Spurs beating Newcastle? I, I, I can. No? Good. Let's move on. I'm just going to talk about Wolves first, actually. Oh, Wolves. Yes, let's, let's talk, talk about Wolves, Wolves actually. Because that was a cracking game of football. What a game that was. Villa go 2-0 up, coming into the last 10 minutes, and then all hell broke loose. Yeah, they just fell apart, didn't they, Villa? It was unbelievable, really, that. Yeah. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I, I think Smith used the word, the word travesty, and I think he's right. Yeah, it probably was. Because they should they should have won that game by a country mile, Aston Villa. Yeah. But it's just it just goes to show if you don't play for the ninety minutes. Yeah. Obviously the momentum in that last ten minutes it was all with Wolves. Every time they went forward, you thought they're going to score here. Yeah? yeah. And it was a, yeah it was an amazing comeback in such a short space of time as well. Obviously Traore had a really good chance earlier in the game. Took on about five or six players. Was unlucky. Yeah, they, yeah, they did a number on them. Did old Wolves? No, I think they've played really well. Wolves are starting to find their feet now. Yeah, you know that 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 performance, those last ten minutes would have been a huge confidence boost now. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And they're they're well underway, aren't they? Yeah, obviously three three wins on the bounce now for Wolves. Yeah, so they're they're well back. They seem to have found their way. Yeah, under their new manager. Yes. Now, now we can talk about their old manager. Now you want to talk about you want to talk about their old manager. Now we can talk about their old manager. I thought we played really well. Yeah, I thought we controlled I think... the game. We had a, 
wobbly first 10 minutes. Obviously, they scored really early. Yeah. But once we got a grip of that game, we weren't going to lose it. I thought we might have done, but I, I was confident we were going to see it through. No, I agree. I thought, um, I thought you did. I thought you played your best football, to be honest. I, thought, I think that's probably the best we've played for a number of weeks. Definitely. Since the City game, I think that's probably the best game you, you've yeah. played. Obviously, Harry Kane getting off the mark as well for the season. Yeah. Important for him. He's confident. Yeah. And obviously, a rule for everyone that even if you think you're offside, still put the ball in the net. I think so. You've well, you got to at this point. Yeah. With VAR, you just do it, don't you? Just put it in. Yeah, and he did. And obviously, there are, are the flags up, but he was like two yards onside. Yeah. So... That's well. That, that's VAR working, yeah, isn't it's it? Yeah, VAR doing what it should be doing. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, when Callum Wilson scores that early goal, though, oh Christ, that place went. That place went crazy. It did, but they were soon quietened down. As soon as we started to get a control of the game, yeah, they were. Um, it was back to type, I'm afraid, for Newcastle. Yeah, they've got a lot of work. I think everyone agrees, though, that they've got to do something in January. They have. Yes. They've got, to. They've got to. They've got to do something. The new owners sat in the stand. Anton Dex it in the one grey round, which everyone thinks was the moment that turned the game for <laughs> <Yeah>. them. <laughs> oh, bless them. They were so happy when they went in front. Of course you would be. <laughs> Your team scored. Oh, dear. And we should mention as well, obviously, the fan being taken ill. Yes, of course. During Wish the first up. half. Wish him well. Good recovery. I saw the video of the... Um, I think he was the... A paramedic, maybe, or some sort of ambulance assistant who was in the crowd who went down and yeah, so there was gave a, the CPR. So there was a nurse that was in the crowd, and there was a yeah, I think it was an ambulance or a, a doctor. Obviously, they had the yeah. defibrillator from the other side from the dugout. Yeah, yeah. obviously, Sir Sergio Regulon and Eric Dyer. Well, they spotted it, didn't they? Well, Regulon kind of yeah, just went up to the referee and said, "Um, we, we might need to stop over the there. game for a minute, mate." Yeah. No, fair play to them, obviously. Quick response and all that. No, no, really good. And wishing him a speedy recovery. Yeah. Get yourself back down St. James's. By the time he comes back to St. James's, there's a good chance there'll be £80 million players playing in your team. Yeah. At which point you'll think, hang on, am I in heaven? Yeah. I do want to mention one more thing. John Joe yep. Shelby. Oh, the man's just... I don't, I... A man like John Joe Shelby is just got issues, isn't he? He's got sky issues. I... I... I really don't understand what he did and why he did it. Sergio Regulon was he's... not going to score. No. There was a defender covering a cross. He just cleaned him out. I was like, yeah. Yeah, it's not ideal. I mean, given, he does that though, doesn't given he? Our, given the history we've had with Newcastle in recent games, obviously conceding late goals, yeah. 11 men on the pitch, that's a different last 15, 10 minutes or so. Well, yeah, it was 10 minutes, wasn't it, really, with stoppage time? Yeah. And that's... um. Yeah, it kind of just killed the game. I know Eric Dyer scored the own goal afterwards, but yeah, we should have put that yeah. to bed long before we got to that point, though. I think so. We, just, we were just, just toying with them. He hasn't. At some point. He just struggled. I just feel like he's just. Oh my! He's just. I'm just watching it again, just for fun, and it's just. Why? Why? Why do that? Yeah. Obviously, he knows he's like he's not going to win the race, yeah. but his defenders there. He knows he's on a yellow card as well. Yeah, his defenders he's just there. Come back from injury. Seemed like a really oh well, maybe maybe he thought I'm not at full fitness yet. I could do with another game's yeah, rest. Yeah, could do with another week's off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you only miss him one game, but you know it's enough. 
Good for now. to get me back up to full fitness. Yeah. And they're gonna they're gonna need John Joe, that team. Yeah, because he's got a good path this, on yeah, him. exactly. Yeah. Distribution wise. Despite yeah. his ability to have moments like he did, he's a very, very good footballer. Yes. But he's just he doesn't think things just through properly all the time. From time to time. Yeah. A bit hot headed and a bit rash. Yeah. Rash, that's the word. Rash. That's a good word. Yeah, that's the word for him. Clumsy. Uh, clumsy. <laughs> I don't necessarily say clumsy. I don't think he is clumsy. He's just rash. He yeah. just he just does things. Clumsy's like, oh, he's all over the place on his feet, tripping up all the time. That's not not John Joe. He just he just does silly things at silly moments. Yeah. That's his downfall. That's his downfall. Uh, then I guess back to Saturday, Manchester City cruise cruise control for City cruise control for City. I had them down for three 0 I'm very disappointed in them. Oh dear, never mind. Cost me, cost me five points on the Super 6. Oh, damn it. Never mind. In fairness, Burnley will be happy with that because I think they've lost 5-0 three times in a row. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so they'll be happy. I was about to say, will they? Two. Happy it's only two. But no, they were just... They were just yeah. There's not much to say about City because they're just... When they're in that mood, it's just it's just easy for them. They cruised. Yeah. yeah, they just cruised through that game and just were like, yeah, yeah, there we go. We'll get the two goals. We're good. Yeah. That's such, such a good team. One interesting thing I did notice from that game, one of the substitutes, Cole Palmer, who came on. Oh, I know this. He came on to play for the first team, and then he played for the under-23s yep. just he after. He did. I mean, let's point out he only played a minute or so. Oh, was it only a minute? Or I, I th- he came on in stoppage time for Bernardo Silva in the game. Oh, okay. In the City game, in the, so he did. In the first team game. Yeah. All right. Well, um... But it's a nice little stat to have under your belt, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I thought it was quite an interesting thing. Yeah, for sure. But let's put it in that context. Yeah, yeah. don't get too carried away. <laughs> I thought Nathan Aki playing left back was an interesting choice, though. Yeah, yeah, it's um. I mean, that's that's what City can do at the minute. It's like when Man United played Raphael and Fabio as wingers with John O'Shea in midfield yeah. against Arsenal and just won. Like that is the cruise control level City are at now. Yeah. They're starting to just do things like this. Obviously, Cancelo started on the opposite side. Obviously, yeah, he started right Zid- back. Zichenko on the bench as well. Well, and Carl Walker. And Carl Walker. So, yeah, very odd. But... Yeah, maybe you just fancy giving him a game, yeah. and you might as well have a game. We've got a big Champions League game in the week, Burnley. I fancy, I fancy putting you at left back. And they got big game this weekend as well. Yep, absolutely. So, I think Zinchenko. I like Zinchenko. I do. I think he's a very good player. Yeah, he's, he's not bad, is he? <laughs> does all right. <laughs> he does all right for himself, yeah. No, happy happy times if you're a City fan, for sure. And then elsewhere Saturday, Southampton leads. Yeah. Southampton getting their first win of the season. Yeah. It's it's interesting, actually. I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't see much of this game no, other than the goal. No. But Leeds are in... Leeds, I think Leeds are in a bit of bother now. They're in a bit of bother. I mean, they did have a lot of players missing. We should say that. Yeah. They did have a lot of players missing. But once you take those two or three players out of the team, that squad yeah. is very small. It is. If you think about it, Rafinha, Bamford, and Phillips are massive yeah. parts of that team, aren't they? Yeah. But at the same time, even with them in the team earlier in the season, they haven't been playing great this year. No, they are struggling. Yeah. So I don't. I don't... Are people starting to work out Bielsa? Well, I think this is the thing. Obviously, it's the second season syndrome, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Obviously, they play a certain way. They don't divert from that 
too far. So yeah, I think people have just worked out how to beat them. Absolutely. I'll tell you who I really like as well. L Livramento. Livramento. Well said. He's a very good full. He's a very good fullback. He does look very good. They seem to find <laughs> it. They seem to find yeah, these little gems, don't they? Southampton has. They have this knack of finding the best scouting system is is next to unmatched, really. Yeah. Where they find these players, he'll be. I reckon. Mark my words, Livermore will be at a top six club in the next couple of years. Probably, yeah. He'll be at Newcastle. He could be. He could be at Newcastle. Is he Italian? No, he was born in Croydon. No way. He's English. Yeah. <laughs> Get him in the England team. What are we messing about at? I can't. I, I can't be having this though. His his full name is Valentino Francisco Livramento. And he's from Croydon. <laughs> he's from Croydon. Um, he must. If he hasn't got Italian ancestry, then there's something wrong. <laughs> something. There's something not quite right with the, the way that we name people. <laughs> but yeah. But no. If he's English, get him. Get him in the Gareth. Get him in the team. Another another frequent listener to the podcast, Gareth Southgate. Yeah, Gareth Southgate, because oh, they brought him. From, they're going from Chelsea's academy, I think. Yeah. So he was, he was in the Chelsea academy. Another one that Chelsea have just lost. Yeah. The ether. Well, mind you, that where they've. Uh, I mean, we'll get on to Chelsea now, but you know, they've got options at right back. I think they're all right at right back. I think, I think they're all right. Yeah. They're doing all right at right back with Reese James and Aspilicueta. I think I think they're doing all right for a few years. So it was probably right for him to go. Actually, it's time. Yeah. Yeah. Only more Chelsea players did that. Yeah. There are some there that. Uh, just wasting their time they are but speaking of chelsea another solid another solid win it was but it wasn't without it wasn't easy no, no they had their no, moments no. didn't they edward mendy this is brentford was yeah. amazing in that last half hour yeah i mean brentford are brentford are playing really well aren't they yes i mean there's no denying it yeah, they we are said last week that this really would good. be the yardstick from where for where brentford are going to be and brentford are going to yeah. finish in the top half they play like that. You heard it. Heard it from here. You heard it here first. Yeah. Because they were unlucky not to get something from that. Ben Chilwell, by the way, coming up with some big goals. He is, yeah. Yeah, find himself in the box. Yeah. And at the minute, he could see himself ta taking over from Luke Shaw at left back in the England team. He could do, yeah. Because Luke's not started the season at his best. Although he, I thought he played really well in the England game. I know they didn't win it, but I thought... He's been playing all right. He played all right for England in terms of getting forward like he normally does. Yeah. But um, I think the way that Chilwell's playing at the minute, he deserves to be back in the England squad. And he, to be honest, he deserves a chance to play. Yes, he does. Obviously, they've got some options on that side as well. Obviously, Marcus Alonso plays there. Yeah. He's been playing Hudson Adoy as a wing back as well. Yeah, there's a lot of competition for places at Chelsea. There is. But I still think I still think Ben Chilwell. I still think that Chilwell's their best. Left back, if I'm honest. Oh yeah, you you know you don't go out and buy him for what's that thirty million? Yeah, yeah. from Leicester. If you if you don't, oh, think he's you do in this day and age. Well, yeah, but he's a good defender. He's a you know he is. he's a solid defender. You know, and he's, he's a he very attacking. He's got he's good going forward. Well. Yeah, he's good on the set pieces. Exactly. You know, he he's a very much an all round defender. Yeah. Yeah, I like Ben. I think he was very unlucky not to get any game time in the Euros. To be honest, in the summer. That was the biggest surprise for me, actually, from England in the Euros was the lack of game time that Ben Chilwell got. Yeah, you know, even he even went with um, Trippier, didn't he, at left back at times ahead of him. Yes, yeah. Which you know worked. It worked for those games. You know, we can't we can't criticise Gareth for those, but it just surprised me. That's all that 
you've got Chilwell sat there and I don't think he made the match day squad once. No. Or, or maybe no, oh, maybe he did when when early on when Maguire was injured. But yeah, obviously it was different in the Euros. We had the bigger squads, but you could still only name up to twenty three players in the match day squad, couldn't you? Yes. Yeah. But um, yeah, another solid win for Chelsea. Not too much to discuss there. No. They're going. They're flying. They're, they're doing well. Chugging along. Yeah. <laughs> chugging along, top of the table. They're happy. Nineteen points. I think Chelsea are doing all right. Yeah. I think they're they're quite happy. Lukaku's gone off the boil a little bit, though. I will say that. Yeah. Those early goals early on in the season have dried up. I mean, yeah. yeah, dried up a little bit. He'll be wanting to get back on the score sheet soon. It, it won't take him long, I'm sure. I probably won't. But these are the type of games, to be honest. I thought he'd score in. Yeah, yeah. Against against your Brentfords and you know Southamptons and Leeds. They, to be fair, they coped teams. with him very well. Brentford. Yeah. They defended no, really, they really well. I think I think with Lukaku, it, there's two schools of thought really but for me the main one is stop the supply yes don't let him get the ball yeah because if he gets if he gets against you one-on-one with the ball whether he's got the back to goal or he's in front of you he's got more of a you know what i mean you, you're next to done with him because yes. he, he can either shift the ball really quick and get your shot away yeah or he'll just take muscle you yes yeah if he you know if he's back to you and he'll feed someone else yeah exactly or he'll get his shot away that way yeah uh, the other Saturday game, then Norwich, Brighton, nil-nil. Missed opportunity for Norwich. Yeah, I thought they had they had a few chances, didn't they? they? Did the one in particular with Sargent should have scored, just didn't hit it hard enough. Yeah, and oof. it's the first time Brighton have looked vulnerable this season. I must say. Yeah, I was surprised. I, I had Brighton down to win that quite comfortably. And well, yeah, I think a lot. I think a lot of people yeah. would have done, to be honest. And Norwich. Are they finding their feet, or did they just have a good day at the office? I think they just had a good day. I think they just had a good day. I, yeah. I still think they're going to struggle, and but yeah, I, I don't know. But not for me. If you can't win a game, exactly, you... those are the games yeah. they need to get points. More than one point from a game like that. When you've had the chances that they had in that game, yeah, in the Premier League, you've got you've got to take them. Yes, you've got to get those points on the board because if they'd have got those extra two points. Then all of a sudden, a they're above Burnley, yeah. two points behind Leeds. Yeah. And they're sort of in it. But when you see this, it's like, oh, oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're still. I think they're going to struggle. They are going to struggle. Because Newcastle are only going to improve. You would hope so, yeah. Burnley have this knack of finding points when they need it. Yeah. But you never know. It could be that season. Leeds are down there at the minute. And if we said they look a bit weak, Watford, I think, will get dragged back down. Yeah. Some form or any other. Southampton look like they're going to be okay now. Mm-hmm. Or at least they're going to improve. Yeah. Palace are playing well. And then you're up to Villa then at that point. And I don't think anyone above there, particularly right now, will be looking is over in danger. No. Yeah. I think they're looking I think for those. I think really, your relegation. I'm calling it early. I'm going early, by the way. Early. Go on. Relegation predict. I'm saying anyone from, as the table looks right now, anyone from. Southampton down. I think your bottom three are coming from them. Right. I don't okay. think anyone else above them is going to be in too much trouble. Interesting. So I think you're looking at Southampton, Leeds, Watford, Burnley, Newcastle, or Norwich. Your bottom three are coming from there. Interesting. And to be honest, I don't think that's necessarily a controversial thing to say no. when you look at no, no, the rest no. of the teams. No. You know, there's six or seven teams that are in that battle. Yeah. But I actually think if Newcastle have a good window, they're going to get themselves out of there. They've got, they've got them. Going to have the bunny. 
as much as I love Stevie Bruce, I think he's going to lose his job and they're going to get someone else in. Yes, yeah, they will do. Which will bring a factor. That'll get the fans on side as well, which the owners will probably pander to to start with. Yeah. So, you know, and they'll have a feel-good factor in a good window and they'll probably improve. If they go down this season, that's a shocker. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's just going to kill any of the momentum with the fans that has been built at Newcastle. But yeah, right, we've still got one more game to talk about, haven't we? we? Have. And that is... It's West Ham and Everton. West Ham, Everton. Always one of those games, I feel, that's going to be tight like it was. Yeah. Because they're just teams that are at the same level. Yeah. They're going to be fighting for that European space. Yeah. Yeah, West Ham, I think, were good value for it. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I think they play play really well. I think Everton, Everton are going to have an Everton season, I think. Yeah, they're going to be very up and down. They missed a couple of very yeah. good chances in the game. Absolutely. Alex Iwobi in particular missed a really good one that he just completely missed the ball. Yeah, I think I think when um, Calvert-Lewin gets back, that'll make a big difference. It will do, yeah. I, d- I don't think Solomon Rondon is going to be a player that can lead. He's not the Sol- he's not the Solomon Rondon of a couple of years ago, no. Yeah, and, I, you know, Benitez has obviously trusted him in the league before because he had him at Newcastle, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, you know, and he did play well when he was at West Brom as well. Yes, he did, but yeah. I just... I don't think he's the man that's going to lead the line consistently well enough for Everton to have a really good season. They need Calvert-Lewin back. They need Richarlison. Richarlison's going to give him an extra dimension. Yeah. But Damari Gray's playing well since he's come back into the league. Is, yeah. But it is all about it. was all about West Ham in the end, and Ogbonna gets the goal. That top ten is looking very, very interesting at the moment. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, they were definitely the better team. Yeah. West Ham. Oh, they were absolutely. They they are, they are doing very very well. West Ham. My only concern for them is will mm. they be able to juggle Europe and the Premier League at the same time? They get a couple of injuries. Yeah, I mean, it's not gonna. It's not gonna. I think is. I don't think things like that for West Ham are gonna massively affect their season. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like they had their good run at the back end of last season to give them a chance potentially at the Champions League. Yeah. But I always felt. That come into this season with the improvements that Chelsea have made, you know, or you know they're back to you know they got themselves back into that Champions League, didn't they, at the back end of the season? You know, Liverpool coming back up to speed. Yeah, they were never really in that shout. Oh no, they're not in the shout for the top four. They're certainly in the European shout. Well, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And, and I think they still will be. I think I don't think they're going to drop out of that. When you look at the teams, they're still going to be, you know, in with the likes of Spurs and United and Arsenal, kind of in that battle, in that kind of fray for seven and Arsenal, kind of go in for those four to seven or to eight places. Yeah. But yeah, good good win for West Ham. Yes, very good win. Indeed, and they'll be very happy. So up next, um, we've, been, we've, had, we've had some feedback around how you would like to know what's going on around the world of football, a bit more than just the Premier League, and that's absolutely fine. We're here to please. So we... We're big fans of the story of Around the World in 80 Days. So, rather cleverly? Cleverly. We'll go with cleverly. We'll go with cleverly. We've come up with the feature Around the World in 80 Seconds because we're not going to do an 80-day-long podcast. No one's listening to that. No, no. No one's listening to that. So, um, you've got 80 seconds. Have you got a timer? I've got the timer set. Right, then. My 80 seconds start now. So... PSG stay top of Ligue 1 after scraping past Angers. Kylian Mbappe with 
the winning goal for PSG. Lazio come back to beat Inter to push themselves into early European contention. Milan also had a late win over Verona. Sergio Aguero made his bow for Barcelona. And Real Sociedad are currently sitting top of La Liga. Bayern Munich put five past Bayer Leverkusen to maintain top spot. And there was a bizarre incident in Northern Ireland when a goalkeeper was sent off for pushing his own teammate, which was rather funny. If you haven't seen it, then it is doing the rounds on the social media. Yeah, no, on that, it was it was less of a push and more of an assault, really. It was. I mean, he grabbed that. He grabbed that guy. It'd be really funny, it though, wouldn't it? <laughs> it was a bit odd. It is a madness. It is a madness. And you can time that yourselves, everybody. And if it wasn't, if it wasn't quite eighty seconds, if it was longer than eighty seconds, then please tweet us at Let's Football Pod, and you can make your complaints to Richard. Please, thank you. That is it. Or drop a comment. Or drop a comment. Apple users, drop a comment. Drop a comment. Share it with your friends. Tell everyone. Tell everyone. Gianluca Guidino, our football manager wonder kid, if this is first time you listen to the podcast, who we are following. So from Football Manager 2015, we want to see how the wonder kids are getting on. How's Gianluca getting on? He's still out with coronavirus, sadly. Oh, no. So he's now oh, well. he's now not played in five games. This is this is really unfortunate for our feature. For um for Sander, Sander Hassan. How, how are they doing? Uh, they drew at the weekend. Okay, with, a bit better than what they have been doing. Yeah, they lost 6-1 last week. Yeah, that's a shocker. So, <laughs> Missing our man. So, yeah, get well soon, Gianluca. Hopefully you're going to be back soon. Indeed. I can't really find any information on when he's going to be back, so <laughs> we're just going to have to wait and see. We're just going to have to wait, guys, okay? This this is a feature that may or may not disappear soon, so make the most of it. I have got one day-by-day day for you. The um the 24th of October, you'll like this one. Yep. You're, ha- you're having a very sad time at the moment with Manchester United. Manchester United, on this day in 2004, what did they do, Chris? 24th of October 2004. What did they do? 2004. So that was the season that Rooney joined us. So was it the 6-2 game against Fenerbahce when Rooney scored his hat-trick? It wasn't the 6-2 game against Fenerbahce. It was a it was oh. a more of a Premier League thing, this one. Premier League. Oh, my God. Hang on. Oh, was this the Invincibles? It was. Was this when we ended the run of the Invincibles? It was. Rooney scored in that game as well, by the way. He did. Scored the penalty, didn't he? He did. From, from the foul, in inverted commas, from Sol Campbell. It was a foul. It was a foul. You're still you're still saying it was a foul, yeah. Of course it was a foul. I mean, you're not, not going to agree with me, are you? Well, the referee gave it, so, you know, yeah. Yeah. Not as if it was a whole Roy Carroll incident when the ball definitely didn't go over the line. The, the ball definitely did cross the line. Definitely. Roy Carroll was near enough in the front row. <laughs> still the greatest thing ever. <laughs> still the greatest thing. thing is, we will never have moments like that anymore. No. Goal line technology has ruined all the memes, everyone. <laughs> it really has. Right, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Oh, no, we want to talk about uh, fixtures, what we've we got this, this weekend. Week, yeah, this week's fixtures. What's so, going on? we start tonight, if you're listening to this on Friday. Arsenal versus Aston Villa. That's going to be a corker, that one. I would think so, yeah. yeah. Saturday lunchtime, moving on to Chelsea versus Norwich. Then you've got Crystal Palace versus Newcastle. Leeds against Wolves. Everton against Watford. Southampton against Burnley, completing the three o'clock games on Saturday. Big game for Manchester City and Brighton on Saturday night as they take on one another. Then we move on to Sunday. And it's off to the London Stadium for the two o'clock game. West Ham versus Tottenham. Come on, you Spurs. Brentford take on Leicester before the massive game at 4.30. Manchester United taking on Liverpool. Yeah, that's going to be fun. 
oh, I'm looking forward to next week. We're both going to be so miserable next week, I have a feeling. Liverpool on whatever they're on right now. Yeah. Oh, oh man. We don't have a great record at the London Stadium. No. So... <laughs> Uh, you know what? I reckon we'll beat them. You're calling it now. I just, I, it's just the way that it's going. Do you know what I mean? It's like we'll we'll drop points against these really bad, and then we'll we'll go and we'll go and beat. Rashford will play against Liverpool and do what he does against Liverpool. It's either going to go one way or the other for me. You're either going to beat them narrowly, or they're going to absolutely spank you. I don't think they're going to spank us. Oh, I wouldn't be so sure. I don't. I just. I don't. I don't see that because we've had the bad week now. Yeah. So I think I think we'll be a lot no because we'll just be a lot tighter next week. Is my feel. Well, Harry Maguire will be a, a week fitter. It depends I... if he makes it through the midweek game. If he plays the midweek game, I hope he doesn't play him, but I think he will because actually we need to win that game in the Champions League yeah. as well. Yeah, we've got big games at the moment. Big games are coming yeah. thick and fast. They are indeed. And with that, don't forget, everyone, you can contact us. Tell us all the things about your club what you go in, what your thoughts are, wherever you are in the world, and we'll talk about it. If you've got something you want us to talk about, go for it. You can tweet us at Let's Football Pod, or you can send us an email at Let's Talk Football Podcast 442 at gmail.com. That's Let's Talk Football Podcast 442 at gmail.com. We'll be back next week with all the news and hopefully in a better mood. <laughs> but for now, we will see you all next time. All right. Bye, everyone. Goodbye everybody enjoy the rest of your week and the european football 